0: Welcome to Indented, the English department's podcast here at UW-Green Bay. I'm your host, Rachel Sankey, a junior earning my BFA in Writing and Applied Arts, as well as English Creative Writing. As the world has taken a huge turn in 2020 due to COVID-19, Indented's theme for this semester follows along with it as we talk about what is getting people through the pandemic, specifically in the world of writing. Today's episode is a little extra special for me since I've brought on the poetry staff from Sheep's Head Review. And for those who don't know, Sheep's Head Review is UW Green Bay's Journal of Literature and Art. It first began in 1975 and it's named after the Wisconsin card game Sheep's Head. It features four genres, so we have poetry, fiction, nonfiction, and visual arts. And this semester, we've also added a new section called Digital Media, which can be found on our website at sheepsheadreview.com. That's S-H-E-E-P-S-H-E-A-D-R-E-V-I-E-W dot com. Um, We print two issues a year and publish submissions from all over the globe, including high school students, undergrad students, and established authors. Head Review functions both as a student org and um, as well as a class that students are able to take for credit. And due to COVID, actually, we will be having an online version, which will, can be found on issue. And then we will also have a print version, which is what we did last semester as well. Um, and this semester I've had the opportunity of being one of the poetry editors for Sheepshead, which has been super exciting. Um, and the other poetry editor is actually my good friend, Rihanna, who's also here on the show today. Uh, our team has become incredibly close this semester as we've looked through and discussed literally hundreds of poems. Unfortunately, two of our staff members, Sam and JDC, can't be here today due to prior commitments, but we will go ahead and introduce the rest of the staff. So, Rihanna, since you're the other poetry editor, would you like to start?
1: Sure. Hi, I'm Rihanna. Um, I'm a fifth-year senior at UWGB and I'm getting my degree in English Education and Human Development. And this is my second year, second semester on staff with Sheepshead Review, working with Rachel as the poetry editor. I'm also our publicity editor and our social media editor.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Rihanna. Um, Kaden, would you like to go next?
2: Yeah, of course. So I'm Kaden. I am a sophomore here at GB. Um, This is my first semester here at Sheepshead and it has been absolutely fantastic. Um, I too, um, just like Rachel, am going for the um, English Creative Writing and the BFA in Writing and Applied Arts. Um, yeah, it's been absolutely wonderful semester and I'm so happy to get have known everyone.
0: Thank you, Caden. And last but not least, Evie, would you like to introduce yourself?
3: Yeah, so uh, my name is Evie. I'm a senior at GB. Uh, I am an arts management major, English minor, so Sheepshead isn't required for me, but I love it. Uh, This is my second semester on, and I did fiction last last year in the spring, and now I'm in poetry, and it's been very fun.
0: Awesome, thank you. I'm also glad to hear that as your poetry editor. I hope we might get fun, but... (laughs) Awesome, so this semester, uh, as you guys know, Indented has focused heavily on how different forms of writing have been getting people through COVID-19. We're still gonna be discussing how being a part of Sheep's Head Review and um, being a part of poetry staff and just being people who like poetry in general have uh, helped us get through the pandemic together. But we also thought it'd be fun to address some frequently asked questions about college literary magazines in general that might help people out who are either interested in joining or don't know anything about joining. Um, so, I'll go ahead and ask the three of you some of these questions, any of us can answer them, that's fine. I know some of us have been on here, um, or been a part of Sheepshead a little bit longer than the others, but I'd say we'll, we're all pretty, like, well-versed in what happens. So, I'll answer the first question, which is pretty basic. It's, um, what is a literary journal or journal of the arts? Um, and that's basically a journal where you have a staff, such as, uh, you know, Caden, Sam, Evie, and I, it can be students it can be um, students that are just part of an org and we go ahead and we read through submissions that are sent to us by again submitters it it depends on the journal but all over the globe um we go ahead and review those submissions and then the ones that we accept we put into a journal so it's a great way to recognize people's like hard work and their creativity whether it be art or writing it's a great way for them to be showcased and it's a super rewarding process for all of us so there are different ways you can participate, which I mentioned before. So this is specifically with Sheepshead, but it is a student org. So that means that you don't have to take it as a class to participate, but you can take it for credit twice if you'd like. Um, and then another basic question would be what kind of positions are there and what are the differences amongst them? Would one of you guys want to answer one of those questions? Brianna, do you want to go ahead and answer that question?
1: Sure. So, do you mean like uh, like with the editor and staffing positions?
0: Yeah, kind of. So, who who's all on staff and who makes up chief editor Review, but also um, you know, any basic liter- literary journal?
1: Yeah. So, we so to start off, we have like our leader, which this year is Morgan. She is our editor-in-chief and she kind of controls everything. And then under her, We have like the managing editor and then there's also typically the assistant managing editor which helps out editor-in-chief and the managing editors to organize and budget and just do a lot of paperwork that comes with the journal. And then under that we also can have copy editor, Um, we can have the, the layout editor who designs the book and the look of the book. We have every genre editor, so the poetry editors, which are Rachel and I, the fiction editors, the nonfiction editor, the visual arts editor, and then each of them has a staff, which would be our group here for the poetry, and those people pick out the actual pieces that go in the journal and accept, reject, that kind of stuff, look at the actual work that's going into the journal from our submitters. Behind the scenes, uh, we also have, like me, the publi- publici- publicity editor who and social media editor and I handle getting the word out spreading the journal and making sure people know that we exist we also have like the web editor who handles our website um, we have we have other editors
0: yeah there are a lot of positions but I think you covered the main ones and actually the web editor this semester is also one of our poetry um staff members her name is Jada C. Uh, so she's been in the middle of kind of transforming our website a little bit here so awesome too and to kind of add on to the positions about editor-in-chief and managing editors um those are actually internships at uw green bay for sheep's head review so if you are the editor-in-chief like morgan is this semester or you're the managing editor Um, like uh, August is this semester, you get internship credits for that, which is really nice. Um, It's also a great experience to go on your resume too. So, and as someone who's potentially going to take the managing editor position next semester or one of them, I'm very excited for that as well. Uh, Let's see, what other questions can we go through here? I think it would be good too. And especially since all of us, of course, have had this experience firsthand is to kind of go through what the um, submission process is like for us as staff members and as editors. So if, i feel like all of us can really speak on this if we want to take turns but what has it been like to go through especially kaden i know this is your first semester so like what has it been like to go through submissions and evie since you've been a part of both fiction and poetry like what differences are there whoever wants to start that off can go
2: ahead um so i i had absolutely no idea how it would go when coming into sheep's head i really had no idea a lot about the course, and like um, I didn't really have many um, actual like English major friends to be able to talk to about it who have taken it like previously. Um, so going into it right away, it was a blast. It was so much fun because it felt like you were actually doing something, and it felt like you were actually being like actually participating in something that's bigger than yourself. Which I think is just so interesting, especially when it comes to the English major, because a lot of the English major is just writing essays and you know, or something more creative. But this actually felt like you're you're gearing up to produce something super incredible and super um, just like that affects an entire community, which is just so interesting. Um, Yeah, and like just as a first time um, student at Sheep's Head, it was absolutely incredible, and it was like it was it changed my view on the um, idea of publication, like, not even just at a university level, but just, like, at all levels. It's so, so fun.
0: I love that you brought up how um, it's nice to be working a part, like, being a part of something that's so much bigger than you, because that's actually what got me to choose my English major, because I remember in high school, it's, and, and, of course, even now, it's so rewarding to be able to pick out these fantastic authors and artists and be like, you deserve to be seen and heard. And for me to step back at the end when the journal is published and be like, I had a tiny part in this and it means so much to me is one of the most rewarding feelings I have ever felt um, so far in my academic career. So I love that you brought that up. And then Evie, you had some stuff to say about that too, both with fiction and poetry.
3: Yeah. So I I actually, I, I really agree with you guys on that. Like, I think producing something physical that Um, you get so many different people from around the world or around the country to put work into is really, really cool. And I like that we get to experience this. Um, And I think for like comparing fiction to poetry, I don't think there's too much difference. I think discussion is mainly like our biggest difference, but like was the biggest difference between the two, because we would all read all the same pieces and then discuss them in class. So in... With us um, for poetry, we had so many more submissions that it was so hard to do that. So I think that's like the biggest dif- biggest difference. But other than that, they're pretty similar. But yeah, I mean, it was just amazing to me how much how many submissions we actually got for poetry. I was really like blown away by it.
0: Me too, honestly. And I'm sure Rihanna as poetry editor can also agree to this. So Rihanna and I were both on poetry staff last semester when Garrett was our poetry editor. And we had over 900 submissions last semester, which we weren't able to get through on time. Um, but this semester, I think our staff got through, seven. There's, so there's six of us on staff and we got through collectively 750 50 poems, if I'm correct, a little a little above that. So we did a great job this semester, but it's still like, oh my gosh, you kind of, when you hear that, you're like, I can't get through that many poems, but it's it's very doable, um, and it's very fun to be able to read a bunch of different pieces. So I think we kind of covered the basics of what goes into a literary journal. If you guys have any other comments throughout, of course, feel free to make them, uh, but I thought it would be cool too, and we're already getting a little personal, but I wanted to get even a little more personal about how um like a literary journal has affected you spe- specifically sheep's head or if you've participated in any other um journals or apps have submitted so if each of you guys want to go through I- i'll start first so i have a question here it says uh, what made you want to join sheep's head review um and for me Uh, I kind of, like I mentioned before, I've been a part of a literary journal since I was in high school. I was fortunate enough to have a high school who does their own publication um, called Point of Convergence. And that got me really interested in publishing. So when I started college, my freshman year, I was at a community college in my hometown and I was fortunate enough to become the managing editor of UW Stevens Point at Wasa's journal, which is called Mush. And that further like enhanced my passion for being able to, again, display and show gratitude to like great artists and writers in the area so when i got to sheep's head review i was or when i got to green bay more specifically i was like i have to join this i have to see what it's like because sheep's head review is much larger than mush um and i wanted to gain a lot more experience so i'm very glad that i did join so rihanna what about you what made you want to join sheep's head review
1: um part of it was that i got credit for it for my major um The other part, I didn't think about this when I joined, but now looking back on my two semesters, I realize how much I love being able to look at people in conversations, be like, yeah, I have to go call my editor. I have to go work on the journal. It just makes me feel so important. And it makes me feel like a real English student. Like I work for, I quote unquote, work for a journal and I get to do all this fun stuff and read all this work that no one else gets to read because it was submitted to us anonymously. And it it just really builds my ego, you know?
0: I feel that. I, I kind of feel the same way too. I love it when um I'm like, oh, when, when my friends found out I was poetry editor, they're like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, let me tell you all about what I get to do this semester. <laughs> Um, but you made up a, you brought up a great point too, which I didn't bring up before, is that the people who submit to us, uh, sheep said specifically, they are submitted, they are anonymous. So the only person that's going to see the submitter's name is our editor in chief. So when poetry staff, when fiction staff, when nonfiction staff, biz arts, when all of us are going through the submissions, it's a um, what they call a blind submission. So we don't find out the names of the authors until they have been accepted in the journal, which is a I guess a fun fact to bring up too. So. But okay, what about Evie? Evie, what made you want to join Sheepshead Review?
3: So I remember seeing Sheepshead being handed out my freshman year. It was the fall semester. It was just sitting on a table in the union and I was like, oh, what's this? And then the people that were there like kind of talked to me about it and just kind of explained a little bit more about what's going on in Sheepshead and all that. And then I didn't join sophomore year but last year I was in a class with one of my friends and she was on staff so she's like oh you should join it and you should do it and I was like okay sure (laughs) so I did that and yeah I loved it.
0: Awesome I love that. Caden what about you what made you want to join
2: CheapSend? Um, actually funny is that I did Sheep's Head purely just for credit. I needed it as a supporting class for my major and I was so scared. I was so nervous. I come from a small town in the UP and I had no exposure to any journal of the arts and I had no exposure to just anything with publishing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am going to fail and it's going to be terrible. But now in it, I'm happy to say that I'm taking it next semester as well, and I am going to be just going as far as I can with Sheepshead because I, I'm absolutely enjoying it. And it's like, if I'm so glad that this is required, because I probably would not have taken it, and I would be so mad at myself. So yeah, it was just by pure luck, really, that I just like fell in love with this program.
0: That makes my heart so happy. I don't. I don't remember. I think I was talking to your roommate a couple weeks ago. Caden's uh, roommate and I happened to work together, and I was like, "You need to tell Caden that he needs to stay in Sheep's Head." Like, I think you. And this is totally up to you, but you have the potential just to be like a fantastic poetry editor. I can totally see you being poetry editor. So I, in either way, if you're not, I'm just glad that you're you're um sticking with it because yeah, I love it and all. I'm so sappy now. My heart's just like, oh, awesome. I love hearing that. Let's see. And yes, Immaculate Poetry Editors. We have, we'll get into all of our like experiences and our little like side side jokes and side jokes later. But (laughs) I think this kind of ties in a little bit to what we just talked about here. So I have a question and these two can kind of go together. So I wanted to ask, like, what have you learned from being a part of Sheepshead? And if you had one takeaway to give to, you know, a high school student looking to join Sheepshead, a college student looking to join a literary magazine, um, whatever it is, what kind, like, what have you learned? And if you had one takeaway, what would you take? Um, I'll start first again. I think what I've learned is from being a part of Sheepshead, and of course, just being a part of a literary journal, which I'm gonna kind of reiterate this, but um, as I did before, but is to again just be a part of something that's so much like greater than you are. Um, I think, and so I, I have also, and when I was in high school, I published my own book, and that is a great accomplishment that that I that I am very proud of. But like, nothing feels better than. Being able to showcase other people's work so i think the thing that i've learned is that i've always believed arts are important obviously otherwise i wouldn't have gotten into the career that i i want to get into but just like how crucial it is for people to show off their art create art consume art it's it's very important um so that resonates with me a lot and then if i had one thing I guess, I could take away is actually the friendships that I've made. I'm still in contact with people from my high school that I was in literary journals with. I'm still in contact with some of the um, editors that were on staff at Mush, and I've become really close with you guys this semester, and it's been, like, I've created some of my best friendships, so if that's one thing, if someone is looking to make friends, join a literary journal, because you are bound to make a bunch of them, so... (laughs) <laughs> Who would like to go next about that after my little, my long spiel, I guess? <laughs> Rihanna, why don't you go ahead again?
1: <laughs> I had stuff to even just build off yours. Oh, I didn't. Okay. Um, sorry. Uh, one of my greatest things it isn't even as, like, poetry editor, but more as social media and publicity editor. I get all the notifications when we're tagged in posts by contributors and sub- and um authors and that kind of stuff and we just sent out the spring 2020 journal a few weeks ago because of covid and mailing issues and money and that kind of stuff it took a long time to get them actually mailed out and finished and i just got flooded with tags of uh, our twitter and our instagram from contributors who are just so in love with the journal And we're so happy to get their copy with their published work. And it just warmed my heart so much to see them posting and just being like, oh, I love the journal so much. I'm finally published. This work of art means so much to me. And I'm so happy that it was chosen. And I was like, oh, I chose that. Like, I liked that poem. I saw that art in the book and I mailed that. I addressed your letter. It's just it's so nice and it makes you feel so good that you were part of that and on like the friendships uh that we've made when i joined last semester i <laughs> as mean as it sounds i didn't really care <laughs> i made friends with people. i was just kind of like i want the credit i like the class i want to read poems and let's get this over with and like the first day i specifically remember rachel stood up at the end of class and was like do you guys want to go get coffee and i happened to be busy so i was like no <laughs> like this semester we've got all this other stuff and I was like wow I cannot imagine what would have happened if I would have been like yes to that coffee or had been more against friendships like the first semester because I open, I did open up eventually and I became friends with people (laughs) but if I hadn't given in to being friends with Rachel I would not be poetry editor I would not have like half the friends that I have during the pandemic because I really only talk to poetry staff and my roommate and that's it. So it was it was very it was a very nice way to spend the pandemic and I think I gained a lot out of the two semesters.
0: Oh, you're gonna make me cry now. Um
1: <laughs> I remember that. I remember when I am very much
0: like I'm very nervous to make friends, but I'm also like, just do it. You just gotta do it. And actually I remember Rihanna and I when we Uh, because we even though we were on staff together last semester for poetry we I was blog editor and you were a publicity editor again so we worked together really closely and there was one time there was a few times that you and I got lunch together and sat down and talked and I was like oh my gosh I am making friends at school now and I'm so excited (laughs) so it's a great experience I agree thank you for all the kind words you said too so Evie what about you what's one thing you learned and if you have a takeaway what is it? (laughs)
3: Um, I mean, obviously, I've learned a bunch of new writing techniques, which is kind of cool. You get to learn a lot from just reading other people's work, which is awesome. Um, I mean, yeah, I think my takeaway from this class is like, to not stick to one genre that you think you like. Because I, I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but poetry staff was an accident for me. (laughs) I meant to say fiction staff and then they put me on poetry and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go with it. So <laughs> So I did and I'm really glad I stuck with it because I actually really enjoyed reading all of the poetry. I didn't think I was going to. But so I would say don't stick to one journal and then I would have never or one genre and then I would have never, you know, become friends with you guys. And I think it's so cool and weird. And I was actually just thinking about this last night that we I've never met over half of you guys in person but like we're friends and I know we're friends so that's cool
0: <laughs> that's so funny that's also so sweet but I actually did not know I was kind of shocked when I saw it because I knew you are on Fiction last semester I was like oh she's switching things up but in reality you were like oh but I'm glad that it turned out and that you loved it so <laughs> Kaden, what about you what's one thing you've learned and a takeaway
2: um I've learned like what Evie said a lot about my own writing Um, as someone who is, like, absolutely loves and adores all kind of poetry, um, I felt very stuck before Sheep's Head. I felt very stuck in one single mood, one single tone, one single voice, and I was frustrated that, like, I couldn't expand, but reading all these other talented, like, individuals' works has been so, like, eye-opening for me, and, like, it it makes me want to experiment, and it makes me want to just, like, You know, go off and write all this kind of new poetry that I'm like capable of now. Um, So yeah, it's like the probably the biggest thing I've learned. Um, The biggest takeaways uh, have probably been just like the sense of community you get just from like a journal. Um, Like like I said before, I come from a small town. I didn't have I don't have a lot of friends. I didn't especially did not have friends that were into English like I was into writing like I was and having this like joining this community has been So like eye opening and like finding myself with all these people who love the same thing that I do and that we all express ourselves in the same way and that we can just kind of understand each other because we have this base level of I love poetry and it's just like it's opened up just so many different kind of relationships and so many ideas of like what I want to do later down in my life stuff like that and um and also the second biggest takeaway would probably be like what Rachel little little local artist is like so incredibly important and like it shows me that like it these literary journals are here for them they're here to just be wonderful and like to have this wonderful moment for them and to be like published in something that they can actually be proud of so
3: yeah
0: yeah I agree I like the the point that you and Evie brought up about um learning a lot of different writing styles and how that can affect your own. Uh, I don't know. I, well, I'm sure you guys have went through this too. If you've ever, Evie, I know Evie and Caden are in a creative writing poetry class class with me where we have to write around poetry. Ryan, I don't know too much about you just because we haven't had too many classes together outside of, actually we've only had she's had together, but uh, when you immerse yourself in a bunch of different poetry and and this I'm sure this is the same for fiction, nonfiction, viz arts, you learn so much and you're so inspired by the things that you write and so this semester I've kind of tripled up on poetry almost so I'm Poetry Editor of Sheepshead, i read a couple hundred poems this semester from a variety of different submitters. I've been writing my own poetry, and I've also been reading um, other poetry in my major poetry class, so authors such as, like, Frank O'Hara, Kathy Park Hong, Eileen Miles, and you don't realize, like, how important it is to immerse yourself in the stuff you want to pursue, kind of, if that makes sense. I have tried so many different writing styles out this semester, both from reading the poetry that was sent to us via Sheepshead, and then reading the assigned readings from a major poetry class and I can just see how much I've grown as a writer through those other authors which is really important and again really rewarding and it's just shows how much of like the arts community and specifically English kind of help like it's like full circle if that makes sense almost kind of so awesome now that we got through those questions, I have some more personal and interesting questions for you guys. Um, this isn't; these are, questions aren't going to particularly pertain to Head Review. However, if they do, that's okay too, or you know, literary journals in general. But since we're all kind of poetry fanatics or accidental poetry fanatics, Evie. <laughs> I am curious to know what your favorite poem of all time is, or even what your current favorite poem is. What is a poem that you really like, whether it's one that you read this semester, if it's a poem, you know, from a, a what can be considered like a classic poet and stuff. I would love to hear what you guys like. So I think what we'll do is we'll go in a circle again. So we'll start with Rihanna and then go ahead to Evie and then Caden. So Rihanna, if you want to start us off.
3: Yeah.
1: So my favorite poem is probably Annabelle Lee by Edgar Allan Poe because it's so cute and so dark at the same time.
0: Annabelle Lee's really good it's also really disturbing so disturbing but it's really good and Kate and I saw you shaking your head too that you also like that poem so (laughs) awesome. Abby what would you consider to be your favorite poem
3: or one that you just really like? So, I'm trying to find it in a book right now. Um, From the book that we read first in in, um, intermediate creative writing, this one, The Advantages of Being Evergreen, I'm trying to find which one. Oh, okay. So, it is... It's called Everything Hurts in a Good Way, and it's just... So, like, the spacing on it is so interesting, and, like, the formatting is just really cool. And I like that it's talking about, um, you know, this river that's, like, calming, and it's just really, really cool. And, um yeah, I just really liked it. And I would never heard of this author before, so I just thought that was cool that I actually found a poem that I really liked in a book that was assigned to me, which is always a struggle for me. So... <laughs>
0: I agree. Whenever someone assign, like, teachers assign me books, it's, like, all of a sudden, as soon as the professor has assigned it, I don't want to read it, which is an awful, like, stigma to kind of hold on to, but I also love that you brought up this book. This was, this is a book that Caden, Evie, and I had to read for creative writing poetry. It's called Advantages of Being Evergreen by, I'm gonna butcher his name, but it's Oliver Bayes Bendorf, and I agree. Like, this is one of my favorite poetry books now. I absolutely love it. Um, Oliver has a lot of like nature-based poetry, as well as going through um, kind of the motions of being a trans man. Uh, and it's just like phenomenal poetry. I just, you read, it's, he's one of those poets where I read it and I'm like, oh, when he talks about nature, that's what I've been wanting to like figure out how to say for so long. And I love that. So yeah,
3: Evie, what's up? <laughs> oh, I was just going to say that I just realized this wasn't, this book wasn't a rental and I'm definitely going to be keeping it. So <laughs>
0: Mine isn't either. Um, the rentals were all sold out, so I had to buy it. And I'm very glad because I've been writing in this thing like mad. So, and it looks like Kaden did too. <laughs> all right. Well, leading into Kaden, what would
2: you say your favorite poem is? Funny that Rihanna said, Annabelle Lee by Edgar Allan Poe, because my favorite poem of all time is Dreams by Edgar Allan Poe. I am an Edgar Allan Poe fanatic. Um, I found out that him and I somehow share a same birthday as well. Um, I have, yeah, it's so absolutely That's crazy. so
3: cool.
2: I know. And I didn't realize until after I started really delving into his poetry. And I am just so obsessed with his dark themes and like just the way that he uses words in a way that I've never seen before is just so incredible. And Dreams is a perfect poem that like summarizes everything that I love about him it's so light and fluffy but it hits you in the face in that second stanza when it says i don't i it says i'm not happy but in a dream i'm happy and so i'm going to i'm going to put myself in an endless sleep so i can dream in in eternity and it's just like it has a subtle rhyme scheme as well that i usually i usually hate rhyming if i'm being completely honest but the way that he just puts it in so subtly and it doesn't affect the way that you actually read the poem It just adds something so extraordinary, absolutely immaculate.
0: I love that. I love that you guys like Edgar Allan Poe. I also like him, but I think his poetry is, I'm kind of a baby, so I don't like anything scary and, like, spooky, and I wouldn't say he's necessarily like that, but, you know, some of his stuff can be very disturbing, Um, but... He is a very talented writer, I will say that for sure. So I'm glad that you guys, you guys look, you found something more in common. Like, our friendship just continually grows as we go through this. Uh, I feel bad now that I've asked you guys what your favorite poem is, because I can't even stick to a favorite poem. But one of the poems, there is a poem by T.S. Eliot that I really love, which is called, um, it's the love song of J. Alfred Prufrock that one's really good but the one poem that has like stuck with me since my senior year of high school is called uh when I heard the learned astronomer by Walt Whitman I love that poem because he and it, he's basically talking about how he's in it seems like a class and the, the teacher's like, going over all of the proofs and stuff and about how astrology works and he's kind of like this is stupid and then it <laughs> he talks about how he walks out and he's just like looking up at the stars and admiring them and I and I love the meaning that goes behind that like sometimes and I think a lot of this has to do with being you know like a humanities kid but um like how sometimes you just need to go out and enjoy life and it doesn't have to be you don't have to formulate it in numbers you don't have to justify why you love it you, you know it doesn't have to be a learning process you can just do the thing you love because you love it. Um, And so that one stuck with me throughout my entire college career too. That's why I love that one. Awesome. Oh, that makes me so happy. Okay, let's see here. What other questions do we have? Well, since I have a good one. So since we all obviously read a couple hundred poems this semester, (laughs) which is typical for poetry staff um, on Sheep's Head, I thought it would be good to talk about what people shouldn't do in a poem or like, what are the things that we look out for that we're like, this maybe is not as strong as we would like it to be for the journal. And then after that, we can talk about the things that make a journal outstanding or make a poem outstanding to get in the journal. So Rihanna, do you want to start us off? Like what are, when you are going through the submissions, what do you not want to see basically? Like what becomes a weak point? And this doesn't mean that the poetry's bad or anything like that, but it's just like the cons that we notice in a
1: way. Um, I think the biggest one that comes to mind is like cliche or weak images. Uh, We talk a lot about imagery in the poems and the ones that stand out to us, the word choice used. So if your image is really weak or if it's one that we've seen in 17 other poems that we've been reading, it doesn't stand out it's not something we really want to talk about because we've probably already talked about it um and that takes out that entire part of that poem so that's a whole sentence that we just don't want to talk about and if your poem has only weak imagery then it's it's just it's there's not a lot to it for us to talk about most of the time we might talk about the topic but the the imagery the wording the Parts that are actually on the page kind of make or break it.
0: Awesome, Evie. What about you? What are some some of things you look out for that might make the poem a little weak or not quite yet ready to be published in a journal?
3: I feel like um, one thing one thing I definitely do look out for is imagery, and if it if it works in The tense of the poem or if they're just throwing an image in just to have an image you know like if it really fits in well I want it to flow well into like the rest of the text and I also I don't necessarily like is when you can tell that rhyming is like trying when someone is trying too hard to make things rhyme like uh rhyming can be done really well and it, it like we saw some poems that it was done really well in but other ones it's just like something about throwing a rhyme in at the end of the sentence just because just you want to make it rhyme just throws the whole poem off for me and you can I feel like it's pretty easy to tell when someone does that and it's not actually meant to be there it's not natural so that's something definitely that I look out for
0: good good me too I'm not Caden said this before I'm not the biggest fan of rhyming either I've definitely seen poems where it is done beautifully chef's kiss but it's hard to do that. So, Caden, <laughs> what about you?
2: Um, I definitely agree with um, my staff. But something that we talked a lot about um, is ambiguity. Ambigu- ambiguous. <laughs> oh, gosh. Being ambiguous. Um, that is something that is really hard um, to pull off in poetry. And often we... I, I do love ambiguity within poems however we noticed a lot of poems that were trying so hard to be ambiguous and it was just it didn't work because we didn't fully understand it how is our audience that reads and consumes our journal going to understand and um, like their their symbols and metaphors just don't make sense with one another because it's just all over the place most of our favorite poems are the ones that like smacked us right in the face with its meaning and its tone and mood so it's 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 a useful tool when used correctly, but once you base a poem just around just around being ambiguous, then it loses its meaning, and um, you know you can't really do anything with that.
0: I agree with you. Yeah, if you're going to be ambiguous, you can't. It's almost like you can't try to be ambiguous. You know what I mean? You just and of course you have to try because you're writing it, but you know you can't try too hard. I think for me, which is kind of I feel like something we all ac- encompass a little bit is. If I read the poem that's been submitted and it sounds like something I have read before, I don't immediately dismiss it, of course, because there's still merit. But it's it becomes weaker to me. I love which this kind of gets into like what are some good things we look for in the in uh, poetry. I want something, and Kaden worded this really well. I want something that's going to slap me in the face. Like I have read many, 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 many fantastic poems that are written beautifully, but they don't, their meaning doesn't stick with me. A lot of times when we're reading poems, I'm looking for something that I'm still thinking about after I've read it. Why is it resonating with me? Is it the message? Is it because it's ambiguous? Is the imagery just really strong? Um, And when a poem can't do that for me, then a lot of times I think to just because all, you know the the four of us and of course our other staff and other English majors will relate to this this is what we do like for a living right now we focus on reading and studying poetry and works and if I don't understand it or if it's not resonating with me that way I think about is the reader going to understand it if I can't um so that's something that I look for and we have definitely had there for example there was a submitter this semester who submitted four poems that were just absolutely blew all of us off of our feet and even though some of the stuff she said is something I've heard before um they they spin it a different way and that's what made it really awesome so yeah Rihanna, what um what do you have to say
1: um I think also on the the like slapping you in the face and being memorable the way we choose poems is we read them uh, over the weekend or over a few days off between class, and then when we get to class, we get together with our group and we bring up the ones we want to talk about. And if I read them on Sunday night and I get to class on Monday and I can't remember what that poem was even about, even though I did read a lot, but if I can't remember a single thing about that poem, I like to think of that since we're we're not choosing the poems for ourselves, we're choosing them for our readers that are going to get the journal eventually. If I can't remember what the poem was about and it was my job to analyze it, I know that the readers probably are also going to not remember that poem and I want we want to try and pick out poems that are going to really stick with our readers. So having that that element of emotion or surprise or just uniqueness I think is really important when it comes to that um, writing element.
0: Yeah, I agree. And from Evie and Kaden shaking their heads, it looks like you guys agree too. So I think that's the biggest thing um, about, I think that's one of the biggest things that we look for. And that overarching idea ties into, is the imagery strong? Is your message strong? Are you being ambiguous? Are you actually being ambiguous? So uh, Kaden and Evie, do you have any comments to add to that? Or do you think that's pretty encompassing? No? Okay, awesome. I want to talk about this semester too we've talked a lot about um we've brought up like the friendships that have been built and of course so far and down the semester my theme has been like what's been getting people through the pandemic and so I, I I very heavily think that poetry group has helped me get through the pandemic because it's kept us so connected and it's given me another another um it's like giving me the part of my social life back because so many of us have lost that to the pandemic. So I wanna talk about some of the fun memories we've made during class that have really brought us together. Obviously, because um, like I was saying before about one submitter, uh, I, just all four of their poems had us just, oh my gosh. And I can see Kate, we're all making faces right now about it, a phenomenal poet. So you guys will have to check that out um, when we release the journal. And so, Poetry has definitely brought us together, but I think there have been, like, more personal moments that have brought us together. So if we wanted to talk about it, I'll leave this open to all of you guys. Like, what are some memories from this semester or, like, some experiences that we had some, this semester that have really stuck with you guys?
2: I mean, Spicy 3, come on. It's got to be that for me. So what's funny is that it came from, it came from Sam originally, um, in our group, in our small group, um, it was Sam and I, uh, we were partnered together reading a bunch of poems and, um, we, we rate poems, um, from one to four. You can't do, like, a 2.5 or a 3.5 or whatever. So our way of doing, um, of, like, do, like, doing a 3.5 without actually doing it is that we do, like, um, bold. So we would do a bold two when it's, like, just on the edge, you can be convinced this is, um. To bump it up to a three essentially and so in our small group we um we had this really interesting piece and um sam did a bold three and i did a four and um we were just talking about it and i was like what can i do to get you from that three to a four like i don't know kaden and i'm like hmm and she was like it's spicy for a reason and i was like spicy I was like what does that mean and then in the big group when it came down to telling our story she goes spicy three for me and oh it was it was a fantastic moment and it was absolutely glorious so now that is our key catchphrase is a spicy it's a spicy three for me thank you
0: yeah, actually, so we joked about making t-shirts with that on it, which we can still do. But yeah, I, I love that. And I love that you brought up the scoring system. But I definitely would say that's like the biggest thing is all of a sudden, I remember she said that and she's like, it's a spicy three for me. And I was writing down the scores and I was like, do you does that mean bold three and she's like yes it means bold three and then from here on out we just never said bold we would just say spicy two spicy three if someone really thought it was good a spicy four and so <laughs> I feel like if any of the rest of the Sheepshead review staff heard us say that they'd be like what is going on in poetry staff but yeah Kaden, thank you for sharing that story I love that story <laughs>
3: One of my favorite things is like, I think it was one of the first times that we met after actually reading poetry and Caden was talking about one of his favorite poems and he just used the word immaculate and now it was, and it turned into everybody just used, everybody saying immaculate for poems now. It was like our catch, for like our word of the semester was immaculate and <laughs> it's a good word. It's like, how could you not describe everything as immaculate? <laughs> I don't remember what
0: I was listening to. I don't know if it was a podcast or a song, but now the, the person just kept saying immaculate. And now whenever I, I someone says immaculate, I immediately picture Caden's face. Like I can't picture anything else except Caden's face. So yeah, we also use that like pretty much if any piece got a four, you'd hear either immaculate or chef's kiss at least once while we were scoring it.
2: <laughs> and you, you can't just say immaculate. You have to say immaculate because that's what it is and that's what our group is we are drama we are spicy threes and we are immaculate
0: yes for those who can't see Caden's doing a very drastic hand motion which is what we would all do <laughs> but you're right our group is full of just good drama it's good drama but I remember one day um we were in groups and I think we were starting to decide what pieces we would accept into the journal and Evie had to run to the bathroom but you had left your mic on and so um I was like is there any way there's just a lot of loud feedback because I think you you were down um at the Phoenix Club you were and um Jay was like I think there's a way to mute someone yourself and so she had figured out how to mute your mic just so that way we weren't getting all the feedback and then when Caden found that out I was talking and giving direction and he chose to mute me twice (laughs) so then it just became this thing for the rest of the day like Rihanna was talking and I just muted her and she didn't realize that I had muted her and stuff and it's just a lot of like funny moments that we have (laughs) but Rihanna what about you what's like do you have any special moments that stuck out this semester (laughs)
1: Yeah, mine is kind of the opposite of the muting. So, uh this whole semester with us being virtual, I have struggled with my laptop and having my mic run and audio issues and connection issues and all that. And there was one day they had told me either that day or the class before that no one could hear me. And no one could hear me, and so I grabbed like a microphone, I put it in my mouth and I yelled and I said, "Can I can you hear me?" And Caden said, no, you're really quiet. And I got frustrated. So I very aggressively screamed, shut up, Caden. And uh, Rachel kindly pointed out that that's probably not the way an editor should talk to her staff. But they could hear me. So I think it worked out in the end. But it was, it was a very funny moment. It was a nice break from the, the dynamic of staff to just friends <laughs> getting um, sassy with each other. It was I'm the yelling so that glad. made your microphone work.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because I was like, do I bring that up? Uh, I sound like such a troublemaker. I'm just muting people. I'm telling people they're quiet. <laughs> oh, I love that
0: disclaimer for anyone who is listening to this podcast if you are an editor please don't tell your staff to shut up unless you know them very well (laughs) at this point in the semester we had all become pretty good friends and that just kind of broke the ice because a lot of I would say pretty much the entire team is very sarcastic like incredibly sarcastic and that's why we get along very well (laughs) but I was wondering if you were gonna bring that up (laughs) Oh, I love that I'm trying to think if we have anymore. Um, I think one of my more like sappy memories was when I was freaking out and well, I wasn't freaking out but it was I think it was the same day that we had decided to accept the all the poems and I wasn't sure if we were going to be in group together anymore if it was just going to be full class and so I got super sappy and I was like can I take a picture of all of us on the screens and stuff and I just remember like sitting back after a couple of minutes the of class had ended and I was like I just love these people so much and they've changed my life and I love that I get to talk to them every day and yeah it makes me happy so awesome well if you guys want to know what happens during sheep's head those are some of the stories that we have and I'm sure that um all the genre editors kind of have their own things too, which is what makes being a part of a literary journal. So great. Um, And I love that people are able to come together from similar interests. I think that's one of the biggest things I've loved about college too is, and of course it it, it still kind of sucks now because we're virtual, you know? Um, And so we don't get to see each other in person, but nothing feels better than walking into a room, physical or virtual and the atmosphere is just phenomenal when you're in that room full of people who love the same thing that you do. It is unbeatable. I think it's gonna be, I don't graduate for a little while yet, but it's gonna be one of the biggest things I miss about college when I graduate. And I think we really found that in um, poetry staff, which makes me really happy. But <laughs> I think I have one or two questions for you guys. Um, and feel free, if you don't feel free for sharing these, that's okay. But this is kind of funny. I was wondering, um, for those of us that have written poems, I'm going to assume it's all of us, what was the worst poem you have ever written, and why was it the worst poem? And if it makes you feel better, I will start first. Give me one second. I'm going to grab um, the book that I had. Actually, I'll just talk about it. So I, for me in high school, like I said, I published a book. I published it when I was 17 and I was just, I was very new to poetry and stuff. And so all my poetry is very like angsty high school writing, you know, which don't get me wrong. There's fantastic high school writing. I just was not one of those people. So I had written just something about how nobody knew me. And the one person that know me hurt me. And he's gone now though. And I was like going through this breakup with a guy I had dated for like three months and it was the most cliche the worst imagery and diction you could have ever chosen for a poem and i thought at the time when i had written it it was the greatest thing anyone had ever witnessed in all of their time um so now i look back on it and i'm like that is not that is not it fam so what about you guys do any of you have a poem that oh kaden kaden go
3: for it
2: (laughs) okay so i um was I went to a community college um, as like a dual enrollment program for my high school. And there was a creative writing course. And one of the assignments was um, making a poem that rhymed. And I like, I spent like three days on this piece and I was like pouring my heart and soul into like the stanzas and like making it rhyme using enjambment. And I, oh, I felt so good. And it was so cool. Oh, i I, like, I submitted it. And like, even like, Um, I I had full confidence I was like I'm gonna like I'm gonna kill it and then I had um, my friend read it aloud to me and when she read it I just sat there and I was like it literally sounded like a fourth grader wrote it I was like are you kidding me I was like nothing hit everything was bad the enjambment didn't make any sense the rhyming was so childish I was like okay I'm, I'm going to try and like, I emailed my professor and I was like, I don't like this poem, please let me, let me take it back. <laughs> so a tip for everyone out there, read your poems out loud and have someone else read it because it's really important and it makes a difference. <laughs> that
0: is good advice, Jess. Um, great advice. I agree. There have been a few poems I've read out and I was like, what was I trying to accomplish here? I don't understand. <laughs> Rihanna, what about you?
1: Um, I had one, so when I took the intermediate creative writing class, it was with uh, the current dean of the English department, which is Dr. Ryback, and he had us, uh, he would assign poems about once a week that we had to write, and they would have specific parameters, like one time they had to be in a set pentameter, they had to rhyme, or they had to be so many words long, and you had to start with this word, and I could not think of anything, so I wrote a poem and it wasn't technically, but I just wrote a poem about how much I didn't want to write a poem and turned that into Dr. Ryback. I was like, yeah, no, I hated this. I could not think of anything. And he just kind of looked at me and was like, well, it fueled something. And I was like, yeah, it did. I wrote something. Um, so if you're going to write a poem, um, have some kind of strong feeling about it, even if it's how much you don't want to write it you'll get something on the paper
0: I love that that is the typical like I'm pretty sure I wrote one of these poems in high school where it's like I don't want to write a poem so I'm going to write one because I'm angsty and it's going to be the best poem ever and then it turns out that it's like not.
3: Evie <laughs> what about you? Um, so I was actually going to mention something from creative writing this semester we had to do, like, a translation poem, a mistranslation poem. And we got this song, these three songs that were in completely foreign languages. Like, I couldn't even tell you what language the song I listened to was in. And it was just, oh, my God, what I wrote just didn't make any sense. It was so bad. I was like, this, there's no way this makes any sense to the song. Like, this just doesn't make any sense at all. It was just a mess. But, I mean... I don't know, it's good to try, I guess.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know that assignment had me a little, it took me a while to submit it. And when I submitted mine to my group, um, I was like, wow, I did not do this prompt right. But I emailed the professor and he's like, there's no wrong answer. And I was like, but I, there's no wrong answer,
3: but this is wrong.
0: (laughs) So, okay, I have one more question for you guys before we close out. And I know we've talked a little bit about um, kind of like advice and takeaways for journals but I think it would be good to give advice to writers in general. And I think specifically, of course, this is going to lead towards poets. So whether they're submitting to a journal, um, whether they're stuck in their writing and stuff. And I think I'm just a little inspired by this because in our creative writing poetry class, we're reading a book called Poetry A Survivor's Guide by Mark Jokic, which Kaden and Evie know what I'm talking about. And Rihanna might know what I'm talking about, but um, <laughs> no, um, different professors, And his, Mark Jokic is a little controversial, but I think he's got some, some, still some valid points within his piece. And so I think if I were to give any advice to a writer, and this is something I'm still learning to do to myself, like, continue to be vulnerable, if that makes sense. Like, continue to keep working on yourself, but also don't, don't be so hard on yourself. I think A lot of times for me, I'm always so worried if what I'm writing is gonna please an audience. Is the poem that I'm submitting for workshop, is my group gonna understand it? Are they gonna like it? Is it too deep? Is it not deep enough? And so leave those worries at the door. Like when you're writing, make sure that you're writing for yourself. There's always time to come back and revise, but if you miss an opportunity to write about something, I guess I kind of just had that right there it's it's a missed opportunity like get it down on paper and work with it and if it ends up becoming a dead poem that's fine but just don't let that opportunity go away basically so Evie what advice would you give to any writer or submitter anything like that
3: so I um was gonna say like don't be afraid to try new things like new styles new techniques like you're constantly learning and if you don't apply that to your writing then what are you what do you have to show for it you know and I also think um going along with what you said Rachel I think um a problem for me is always um workshop and I get really nervous to like turn in things to people that are gonna you know critique it so and like that I have to like face them critiquing it, you know. So I think for workshop for me it was always a point of like, is this too much for a workshop? Like this is a class, this is a poem for class, you know, is this too much? But I think don't even be afraid of that. If it's something that you think is really good, people should read it. So I think don't be afraid to try new things and don't be afraid to, you know, actually express what you're feeling in a poem.
0: Yeah, I agree just quick before the next people speak, I think yours is a nice tie in a little tie in well together sometimes I'm a little confusing when I explain things but I agree like write for yourself but also if it's good and you want to show it then show it and don't be afraid of it so yeah it's almost like writing poetry is very much an act of being human if that makes sense it is just a very vulnerable honest and open thing so Rihanna what about you what advice would you give?
1: Mine would be pretty similar on the lines of just do with your art and your work what makes you happy. So if you want to write the word immaculate 17 times in one page and say that that's that's your poem, then that's your poem and it's it's valid as a poem. If other people don't like it, they're in, like they're entitled to their opinion, but you created that. However, whatever process you went through and for like workshop stuff, I think it's it's really important to take in criticism. But at the same time, if someone tells you they didn't like your work and they think you should write it differently, if you don't like that criticism, you can just ignore it. You can just be like, okay, cool, and go on with your poem. You can leave it how it is. You can change it if you want. Um, At the end of the day, you're the person who's probably going to read it the most as you're editing or as you are making it. So I think it's the most important person that you're trying to please is yourself.
0: I like the point you brought up there because I think it is good to take criticism and it is good to accept that because that's how you grow as a writer. Um, Not everything you write is going to be perfect and at a level that's ready to be published and all of, you know, the four of us know that. But also there's sometimes a difference between like criticism and stylistic choices, like, you know, poets are going to have different opinions. So um, I definitely think that people should continually work on their poetry or whatever they're writing, but also if you really love it and someone said something different, like, don't hate it if you love it. Like, you worked on that and you should be proud of it. So, already, Caden, what do you got?
2: Something that I learned this semester that has completely changed my writing is do not wait. Don't wait for that divine moment. Don't wait to submit it because you don't think it's ready. Just do it, like just love your writing, love the love the process and go for it. Like you, there is not gonna be this perfect moment to write. There's not gonna be the perfect time where the piece is absolutely where it needs to be. Just go, if you go out and do it, that is the way you're gonna learn and that is the way that you're going to be the best writer you can be. And then you can share your work and then other people can learn from you and the process just co- keeps continuing. Um, And that's, I think, what writing is all about.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show today. I have loved having you guys here, and I'm so glad that we had the chance to have this opportunity together. And even though Sheepshead is not over yet this semester, it's kind of like, I think it was a nice little celebration of poetry staff, so thank you guys. Indented is a production of Phoenix Studios at the University of Wisconsin Green Bay. Phoenix Studios executive producer is Ryan Martin, and the production manager is Kate Farley. Our audio production coordinator is Bill Salick. Our sound engineer for this episode is Sarah Miller. Thank you, Sarah. Our graphic designer is Kimberly Leese. Special thanks to our guests, Kaden, Brianna, and Evie, and to the indented faculty advisor, Dr. Rebecca Meacham. If you haven't already, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can also head over to our website at uwgb.edu forward slash podcast to check out past episodes of this and all of our shows. I'm your host, Rachel Sankey. Thanks for listening.